Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Grammar Girl here. Today is all about names. I have a quick and dirty tip about how to make names that end in junior possessive and a meaty middle about generation names such as millennial. Let's get started. Donald Trump Jr. has been in the news a lot the last couple of days, and I've seen some pretty funky punctuation on that junior part of his name. On Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we talked about whether you should look at that word, junior, and put a comma before it. I told you people were more likely to use a comma in the past than they are today. The AP Style Book, the Chicago Manual of Style, and I recommend that you don't use a comma. But it is a style choice, and the New Yorker uses the comma, which led to someone writing a headline that read, Donald Trump Jr.'s love for Russian dirt. Donald Trump, comma, Jr., period, comma, apostrophe, S. It's a traffic jam of punctuation. On Twitter, Michael Colton, a film and television writer, complained about the punctuation in a tweet that right now has more than 13,000 likes. And he's pretty funny. Today, he's joking that he just sold the rights to his tweet to Lionsgate. At least, I think he's joking. Understandably, the New Yorker got a bit defensive. Andrew Boynton, the head of the copy department, wrote a response explaining the punctuation, essentially saying the magazine's style is to put a comma before and also therefore after junior. And when that's your style and you have to make a name possessive, that's what you get. It might look bad, but it's correct. I've never seen a style that says it's okay to put a comma in the middle of a word before the apostrophe S. And Chicago seems to specifically recommend against it. But that's what house styles are about. You get to say, this is how we do things here, and it doesn't matter what other people think. In fact, as far as I know, The New Yorker is also the only publication that puts a diuresis over the second O in the word cooperate. A diuresis is a mark that looks like an umlaut, the two little dots over a letter you often see in German— but a diuresis is there to show you that the letter starts a new syllable. So you know the word is pronounced cooperate and not cooperate. So this isn't the first copy editing choice that makes the New Yorker seem a little out there on its own. The New Yorker headline is the ugliest one I've seen, but lots of other publications that follow the more common style, no comma, are still making Donald Trump Jr. possessive, which leads to a punctuation doublet. For example, this one from Slate. 
Donald Trump Jr.'s free speech defense. Trump Jr., period, apostrophe S. Which, again, is correct, but boy, is it ugly. I know the news cycle is fast. If I wanted to be in the game, I should have published this story yesterday. And sometimes you just have to get the story out. But for the love of all that is simple and clear, please spend 10 seconds trying to rewrite your headlines that are making Donald Trump Jr. possessive. The punctuation becomes distracting, and whether you get all the rules right or wrong isn't the point. You don't win a medal in the copy-editing Olympics if your punctuation follows your house style but looks so weird that people are thinking, ew, what's that? Is that actually right? So I respectfully suggest that copy editors get ahead of the problem and release an email. Show your writers ways they can rewrite these troublesome headlines, because it looks like this guy might be in the news for a while. Donald Trump Jr.'s love for Russian dirt can become why Donald Trump Jr. loves Russian dirt. Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting with a Russian lawyer can become when Donald Trump Jr. met with a Russian lawyer, and so on. I'm sure there'll be times when it's too hard to come up with a good rewrite, but they'll be rare. And that's your quick and dirty tip. Editors, give your writers examples ahead of time to help them avoid these double and triple punctuation mark train wrecks on names that end in junior. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules? only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. And now, on to generation names. 
My life is super exciting. So Friday night, I was looking through the galleys of the new edition of the Chicago Manual of Style, and I noticed a little change from the previous edition. In the past, Chicago said to lowercase Generation X, even though other style books said to capitalize it. With the new edition in September, Chicago's going to be in line with the Associated Press, making editors' lives easier. Capitalize Generation X. And if you call us Gen Xers on second reference, capitalize that too. But knowing when to capitalize the name of a generation isn't as straightforward as you'd think. Although Generation X is capitalized, Baby Boomer and Millennial are lowercase. But then The Greatest Generation, which generally means Americans who became adults during World War II, is often capitalized. So what's going on? Well, my best guess is that Baby Boomer and Millennial are made-up names that describe the generations. But Generation X and The Greatest Generation were both popularized by books that have those titles. So there's some pressure or feeling that they should be capitalized. The Oxford English Dictionary does show people occasionally using both of these names before the books came out, but it was really the books that made these names popular. Generation X was the title of a novel published by Douglas Copeland in 1991. The publisher's description says the main characters, Andy, Claire, and Dag, each in their 20s, have quit pointless jobs done grudgingly to little applause in their respective hometowns and cut themselves adrift on the California desert. In search of the drastic changes that will lend meaning to their lives, they've mired themselves in the detritus of American cultural memory. <laughs> and The Greatest Generation was the title of Peter Brokaw's bestseller that profiled military heroes, community leaders, and ordinary citizens who served their country during World War II. Before they were called The Greatest Generation, they were sometimes called The GI Generation, or The World War II Generation. Further, because we usually capitalize a lone letter, like X in X-ray and T in T-shirt, the capitalized X in Generation X put further pressure on capitalizing the word generation. So, for these reasons, there's some inconsistency in whether you capitalize generation names. Keep Baby Boomer and Millennial lowercase. You'll see more variety in how publications treat the greatest generation and Generation X, but they're often capitalized. Oh, and so far, the generation after the Millennials seems to be going by Generation Z. Follow the style of Generation X and capitalize Generation Z, too. The reason I say so far is that Millennials were originally called Generation Y, but then they got a better name. So I'll keep my fingers crossed for Generation Z's prospects. Another tricky point is how to actually define these generations, because aside from the baby boomers who get all the good stuff, people don't agree on the definitions. Everyone seems to agree that baby boomers are the people who were born after World War II between 1946 and 1964. The AP Stylebook says that span is defined by the Census Bureau. Boomers have also been called the me generation. But then, Generation X is defined simply as the generation after the baby boomers, and millennials are defined as two generations after the baby boomers. If the baby boomer generation ends in 1964, then Generation X must start with people born in 1965. When it ends is the fuzzy part, 
But most sources say the last Gen Xers were born in 1980, plus or minus a couple of years. Generation X was also sometimes called the MTV generation. Given the uncertain end date of Generation X, the millennial generation is even less well-defined. Their start date is whenever you agree that Gen X ended, and there's an even broader range of when people say the last millennials were born, anywhere from the mid-1990s to the early 2000s. I'm not even going to try with Generation Z. Ethnographic studies from the Census Bureau say that we'll only know the best boundaries for younger generations after more time passes. So generations are trickier than you might have thought. The cutoff dates are fuzzy, and you capitalize some, the greatest generation, Generation X and Generation Z, and you keep others lowercase, baby boomers and millennials. Thanks to a couple of listeners who told me where they listen this week. Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast.com made me laugh when he said he listens to Grammar Girl like an 800-pound gorilla, wherever I want. <laughs> and David says he listens driving past the Johnson Space Center on his way to work at the Lunar and Planetary Institute. That sounds interesting. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. My AP style webinar just became available on demand at Reagan Communications, so I'll put a link to get it in the show description for this episode. You should be able to see it on your phone or whatever device you're using to listen. And the webinar is great for you and your colleagues to watch together to improve your writing. Grammar Girl is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and if you're looking for another good listen this week, Nutrition Diva has a great review of the new food documentary, What the Health. That's all. Thanks for listening. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.